Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. You know that music. You know what that means. It is 12 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. 60 degrees. The sun is shining. Just a beautiful day ahead. few showers, though, this afternoon. Maybe even a rumble of thunder. Speaking of rumbling, here is Dan. <laughs> How about that intro? Dan Burns is in. I'm Susie Jones. Denny's in California. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Good to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah, I haven't seen you for a while, and well, it's always I, nice to touch base. I got the call up, and I said, okay, I'll do it. You can do it. Yeah. You know, I work, this is an extra day, so I only got one day off yesterday, which I jam full of errands, which is really bad, because yeah. I work tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. enough about me. Enough about you. <laughs> Let's fix some cars. Let's fix some cars. Um, so it's spring. I was just thinking about this because it was warm yesterday. It was. And I thought, uh, I'm going to turn my air conditioning on in my car. And I thought, I wonder if I should do something. Like, do you know what I mean? When that, It's like the first time you turn your furnace on at home. Right. You should probably have it checked first. First time air conditioning at home. Is it true the same kind of for cars? It is. Yeah. Well, in fact, we talked about this last week. Oh, that, sorry. That, no. It's, I missed it. You should. You should. <laughs> You absolutely should turn the house or the air conditioner on in your car and your house. In fact, I went home and turned it on in my house just to be sure that it was ready because once it's 90 degrees out and you want your air conditioner to work, I'm too busy. I mean, that's the, then everybody's bringing their car and I want an air conditioning fixed and it's hard to get it done. So uh, you should test it. Be sure that it works now before the uh, the weather gets too hot. And if there's a problem, you know, get it in so we can handle it. Okay, so I want to. I forgot to remind people they can call and ask you a question because you're ready for that. Um, it's nine eight nine nine two two six. That's the number to call locally. Nine eight nine nine two two six one eight six six nine eight nine nine two two six. If you're out of the metro, so besides the obvious, what are some signs that your air conditioner is not working well? I mean, you need to turn it on. What what is what are you looking at? Well, I think. Just probably just the obvious. Is it as cold as you want it to be? Is it as cold as it uh, used to be? Uh, They have a tendency as they leak to lose efficiency. Mm -hmm. And the most common failure for a air conditioning system is that the the gas that makes it work has leaked out. Mm. And uh, as a little bit of it leaks out, it gets less efficient. It does not cool as well. And so that's what you're looking for. And then, uh, of course, the other obvious thing would be if I turn it on and I hear a horrendous noise, <laughs> then I should be concerned about that. Any, and Any horrendous noise right. out of your car. Well, indeed, if you do hear a horrendous noise out of your air conditioner, shut it off. Don't, don't, uh, don't continue to run it. You know, turn it off. If the noise goes away, you're certain that it's coming from the air conditioning for some reason. When you actually turn the air conditioning on, lots of things turn on. The mm. blower inside the car turns on, the air conditioning compressor turns on, the cooling fans out in front of the car turn on. Mm -hmm. So just be aware that there's a lot going on. And if you hear something that doesn't sound normal, uh, don't use it until you're able to get it in and have it checked out and get some help. Is it a fairly easy fix in most cases? Usually. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, if if the gas is gone and it's leaked out over several years, oftentimes we have a hard time finding that leak because it's so slow. Mm. And sometimes we don't. Uh, when we recharge it, we put some fluorescent dye oh. in the system so that if it leaks again, it'll be more obvious for us to find it. Uh, but even sometimes that, you know, the leak is so slow that the the gas will leak out, but the oil and the dye will not. Okay. So oftentimes we don't find a leak if it's very, very, very slow. And, of course, if it's a gusher, then it's easy to find. <laughs> I think it. I... If, you, I, if a rock has gone through the uh, condenser in front of your radiator, then we'll we'll find that right away. I think I had that years ago. I had a car that water was on uh, the moist, you know, there was it was a wet floor. Oh, that's another good one. Actually, that's uh, that's another thing to look for. If and you, I ignored it. Yeah. If you my turn, if my you turn mechanic your, was like, uh, how long has it been yeah. wet? <laughs> and the smell that comes from that is yeah. not pleasant. No. But, but that's another thing to look for. If you turn on your air conditioning and you notice that the, the passenger floor is starting to get wet, uh, a byproduct of your air conditioner running is it's taking moisture out of the air, mm-hmm. and that moisture needs to go somewhere. Where it goes is down a little tube mm-hmm. through the floor of your vehicle and onto the ground. It just drips out of the car. If it's not dripping out of the car, then that's a problem. It's because then it's landing in your car and creating a problem. Dan Burns is with us. Uh, we are talking about your car. It's Car Talk with Dan Burns from Moids Automotive in St. Paul. Fantastic place to get your car fixed. Very nice guys. Very clean. Um, if you have a question, if your car's making noise or you want to talk about your air conditioning, <laughs> 989-9226 or 1-866-989-9226. 651-989-9226. I know you mentioned uh, before we got on the air about potholes. I was mentioning it because there are still potholes out there and it really depends on the road you're on. But I've hit some monster potholes. You know, we get critical of potholes because mm-hmm. it's like, come on. But, yeah. but there's millions of them. Millions <laughs> of them. I, I don't know if there's millions, but literally. I think, literally, I, I, would, yeah. I think that's a fair guess. Literally, there are lots and lots of potholes, and you just can't get to them all at once. It's You know, it takes a crew, and it's complicated, and oftentimes the roads are busy where they you know they have to close the road down to safely get out and handle them if they're on the highway and so forth and it's just it's just what it takes to get it done and it takes a while so we have to be patient about that and in the meantime with your car you have to try and avoid them because uh we sure have seen lots of of blown tires and bent rims from people hitting potholes too aggressively and uh so I was going to ask you, have you seen a fair number of cars? A lot, yeah. yeah, a lot. And it does it does damage to your car. So my advice is if you have a route that you drive that is bad for potholes, don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Change your route. Seriously, your you, sh- route. you should avoid them if possible because they're really hard on a car. Well, you know what they say about deer. You know how you say you're supposed to... Not swerve? Are You're you? supposed to aim for them. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be out of your way by the time, yeah. Maybe. But not with a car. You don't want to aim for yeah, a don't pothole. Don't aim for the pothole because no. it's not moving. Right, exactly. So we've got some people calling, so we want to get to some Sounds of those good. calls. 989-9226. If you're out of the metro, it's one 989 Now, I don't have my screen up, so I wonder if I can just put this call on the air. Let's see. Can I put number one on the air? Okay. Is it that one? Hi, are you, uh, do you have a question for Dan? 
Yeah, I asked her a question about an older vehicle that my mom is thinking of selling now. It's a 2006 Trailblazer, but she's elderly and hasn't driven it for probably about three, four years. They just start it periodically, and it doesn't start anymore unless you charge it. And I'm wondering if this is a bad vehicle to invest in. Um, could there be problems with it since it hasn't been used very often? Well, probably not. It's probably, I mean, it's probably an okay vehicle to invest in. Um, I would recommend that you get it started again, if you can, and take it to your shop or a shop and, uh, tell them what the story is that you're, you know, getting this vehicle, you're thinking of, of getting this vehicle and have them do a used vehicle inspection, which we do and every shop does every single day. Uh, you know, if you're thinking about getting a vehicle, you for sure need to get it checked out because uh, even a free vehicle is not a good deal if you're taking on uh, a whole bag of, of problems. So uh, that would be my recommendation. It's probably going to be just fine for you, but before you commit to it, I would take it in and have it all checked over. One thing is if the battery won't hold up at all anymore, it's probably sat dead for too long and it's probably going to need a new battery. But uh, that's not too much money. Not too big a deal. Yeah. If if that's all it needs, you're lucky. (laughs) Uh, But you need to know what you're getting into. Sure. And the best way to do that is have a professional check it out for you. All right. 989-9226-651-989-9226. If you're out of the metro, it's 1-866-989-9226. 21 minutes now past 7 o'clock. Dan Burns, Car Talk. Dan, of course, from Lloyd's Automotive back right after this. It is 725. Susie Jones in for Denny Long this morning. On this Saturday morning, it is 60 degrees, partly cloudy skies. And we are taking your calls at 651-989-9226. If you're out of the metro, it's 1-866-989-9226. Just so you know, Dan Burns, I am efforting getting our text line up. Because, of course, you can text your questions at 81807 and but my text machine is not my text machine is not popping up on my screen. So if you're texting a question, call us instead cuz we go. can verbalize. Yes. But we do have a caller. We're going to go to May who's calling this morning from Stillwater. May, you are on the air with Dan Burns. How are you this morning? Hey, I am wonderful. How can you not be? Right. <laughs> Beautiful day. Goodness. Yeah. Your question for Dan? Okay. I have a 2010 Milan, and it must have been a Wednesday or Monday, Friday car or something because I've had nothing but issues with it since I bought it with 47 miles on it. But now the latest thing that's gone wrong is my tire pressure light keeps going on. And I went to the shop and... They had said that there's a little chip in the tire, which I wasn't aware of, and those go out. And my question is, is this something that frequently happens to car tires, and is there an urgency to get it fixed? Well, there are uh, several ways, at least a couple ways, that uh, the car monitors the tire pressure. One of them is to... Uh, put a sensor inside the tire, and those little sensors have batteries in them, uh, and they send out a frequency to the car 
so that the car knows what the pressure is. And when the pressure gets low, it uh, turns that light on to warn you that the uh, tires are low. The other way that it is that it's able to measure it is by using the anti-lock brake system, and it does that by measuring the size of the tires. And it's kind of a complicated computer program, but the uh, if a tire if the it memorizes how fast the tires are turning, and then as the tire gets lower or gets low, of course the the diameter of the tire gets smaller. And the car is made aware of the fact that uh, that the tire has suddenly got smaller because it's low on pressure, and it'll turn the light on that way. Your car happens to have the one that has the sensor inside and uh, inside the tire itself. And if one of the if one of the batteries has gone dead, or if one of those sensors has failed, then the light will come on and stay on, and there's nothing putting air pressure, and it doesn't help it uh, to turn the light off. So. There's a, we have a little machine that uh, we can use to read all the sensors in, in the, on your car and know if they're, if they're capable of sending out a signal. And if they're not capable of sending out a signal, uh, that sensor needs to be replaced. And usually it costs about 100 bucks or so to replace a sensor. Whether it's important or not, uh, no, it has nothing to do with the actual function of the car. Uh, you have to ignore the light if it comes on. That's your choice. But uh, And you need to check your tires regularly uh, to know that they're not uh, low. The pressure has not gone low. So you can go back to the old-fashioned way of, of not having a, a tire monitor working for you. And, uh, and if that's the case, then you just have to get a tire gauge and check the, check the pressure. All right. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. So back to the tire pressure. And paying attention. I mean, tire pressure is pretty important to the uh, efficiency of a car. Is that right? I mean, if you're driving around on low air, what does that do? What kind and of? It's dangerous. It's uh, lots of things that can happen. One is, you know, the car doesn't handle right mm. if the air pressure is low. Yeah. If you go into it, if the tire's very low on air, and you go into an emergency uh, uh, response to something. You know the tire can actually lose its pressure. the The bead can break, or the tire can break away from the rim. Mm. And if that happens, of course, the pressure comes goes out, and that's a dangerous situation. Yeah, you lose control of yeah. the car. Yeah, and but less urgent than that is the fact that the tires wear out prematurely. Mm. The car doesn't handle right. Sure. Uh, uh, and all of those things. And that happens sort of uh, regularly in the winter, right? The cold air will. Or is that right? Am I got that right? You yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. The most common place for for tires to lose air is when it's cold outside. Yeah. They yeah. leak a little bit from between the the rubber and the wheel gets very hard when it's cold, and they leak a little bit between the the steel rim or the or the alloy rim and the rubber. Um, it's that's one of those things too that as you switch seasons, you know, it's when you're coming one in of those to get things you, to yeah, be aware. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because, you know, you probably, do you recommend coming in for a maintenance check at, at those seasonal turns? I think so. You know, people say, how often should I get my oil changed? And I say, even, I mean, if I don't drive, if, if all I do is go to church every, every Sunday and, and drive very, very little, uh, how often should I come in? And I say, you know, we, we need to see your car at least twice a year. Okay. Just for that reason, to check the air in the tires and check all the fluids and Make sure that it, that it's safe. Make sure that it hasn't developed a leak. Mm. Those things need to be checked. 
you know, at least a couple of times a year. So if you don't drive uh, very much, that's my advice. Bring it in. Well, I and bought a new car. Seasonal's a good good thing. Good it's little, a good reminder. For yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. I have a new car, and it tells me to change my oil. Turn, change your oil. I'm yeah. like, whatever. That doesn't mean that you don't have to check your oil in between. Don't forget that. Dan, there's just too much going on for me to worry about. That. By the time the oil light comes on, on your car, to uh-huh. warn you that the, that the... Uh, it's low on oil. Yeah, you've ruined your engine. Oh my so goodness! Don't let it don't let it get empty enough for the oil light. To Fine. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's seven thirty one. We've got a couple of lines open. Remember six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you're out of the metro, it's one eight six six nine eight nine nine two two six. If you're trying to text, I urge you to call me because I'd love to hear from you at nine eight nine nine two two six because I can't see my text right now. But please call. If you have a question for Dan Burns, back after this. And we are back. It is a Saturday morning. It is 7.38. I'm Susie Jones. In for Denny Long this morning. Happy to have you with us. It's going to be a beautiful day. Dan Burns is in studio. It is Car Talk. Dan, of course, the owner of Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We're talking about kind of this turning into spring and summer. Today's high, 82. We had a caller who asked us, um, Dan, how to get the salt out of your car, <laughs> you know, because it's winter and we're kind of cleaning out and whether that's your engine or your inner the internal interior of your car. I mean, the cleaning of your car, is that important? Very important. In fact, that's uh, that's uh, a salty, crusty car it leads to the demise of the car. It mm. causes it to rust. It causes the carpet to rot. It uh it uh, is a big deal. So that is one thing that you should do, uh, at least seasonally, probably way more often than that, is uh, get your car cleaned up properly because uh, uh, it wrecks the car. Right. So. And when you have salt in your, I mean, you, you mean the obvious to me would be, you know, get the vacuum out or take it to a car wash and get it vacuumed out uh, and get your car washed as well. So that's important. Yeah. Yes, it is. So thank you for that call. We had that coming from Tom in South St. Paul. 989-9226 is the number to call, 651-989-9226. If you are out of the metro and listening, maybe you're down in Austin or New Ulm or Redwood Falls, where my people are, one uh, 989 We're talking about air conditioning a little bit earlier because 82 for a high and you get in that car and it's pretty darn hot. Uh, and whether or not to have it, you should get it checked. Uh, but I wondered to myself, because I, as I mentioned, I just, I bought a new used car. So I bought a Buick Verano 2015 with 28,000 miles on it. And let me tell you, Dan, it is luxurious. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of buttons to keep oh, track of and, my and learn goodness. about. Yes, yeah. it talks to me all the time. Yeah. Hi, Susie. Yeah. Um, but anyway... So my question was, so am I going to worry about a problem with air conditioning in a new car, or is that something that only happens to older cars? You know, if it works, if the, if the air conditioning is working efficiently, mm-hmm. that's all you have to worry about. It, you know, there's no reason for you to necessarily bring it in and have the air conditioning serviced mm-hmm. uh, if it's not getting less efficient than you're used to. So, yeah, yeah. And with your car, a new car, a new car to you, Read the owner's manual because <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> seriously. I know. I and it's 300 pages, but it's a fast read. You okay. don't have to read every word, I don't but know. you do have to read all the highlights. I hate reading and, manuals. But it's very, very important because, for one thing, you've paid for a whole bunch of, of 
uh, things on your car that uh-huh. you don't even know are there. No, I don't. That would be really convenient for you if you did know they were there <laughs> and you knew how to make them work. And the, where you get the answers to that and the answers to all of your maintenance questions is in the owner's manual. So I'm sorry, but you have to read the owner's I manual. don't read instructions, owner's manuals, labels, anything that I need to know I don't like to know. I'd rather just live in the dark. Okay, we have a call. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm a good customer, at least. I wrecked my car. All right, we're going to go to Ron. Is calling from Fairbowl this morning. How are you, Ron? I'm fine. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your show. Uh, I have a question. I always hear about, okay, low tire pressure, but what about running your tire pressure 5, 10 degrees above what is recommended? I always run it high because it gives you I feel uh, better gas mileage to have uh, the tires rolling more effectively. Well, that's true. Uh, that I can tell you that because of riding my bicycle. When the <laughs> when the tires get low on my bicycle, it's much harder to ride right. than when the when the pressure is up and the tires are hard. Does that hold true for a car? I think so. Okay. I, I mean, the the principle is certainly the same, uh, and you can run the tires higher if you choose to do that. Although, remember that the car was engineered to run on tire pressure that the manufacturer recommends on your door jam, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll find the recommended pressure. Uh, what you don't want to do is run the pressure higher than the maximum that it says on the side of the tire. Right. And oftentimes now that'll be in the low 40s. Uh, don't go beyond that because uh, if you have a a monitor that actually shows the pressure in your car, you'll see as you drive down the highway, the pressure does go up. It does, right. you know, the, as the temperature warms up, the, temp, the pressure does go up. So, Do you run so, the risk, obviously, of blowing a tire then, Dan? Well, that would be, you know, it would take a lot of air to cause it to blow up. But, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, hard, it's not meant to be run beyond what the, manuf- or what the manufacturer of the tire recommends as a maximum pressure. So right. I would stop there. Well, thank you, Dan. Tell me where you're located and what your phone number is if people want to sign up and get their car looked at. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. You've been there. Thank many you for times, over. many times. Uh, and you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.